Today on The Toxic Infatuation. When I first came in, they questioned me. And a man named Gertrude told me his World War II stories with a quizzical eye. When I detailed my combat experiences fighting the war on drugs, I had them all convinced I was part of the gang. Welcome to The Toxic Infatuation. Stories of love gone wrong. Today is the second week of our Seven Toxic Sins series. Today, gluttony, and our story, permanent resident Nicola, oh, sorry, um, Nicola Presti. Is that, all right. I, I can't believe this is how it happened. I guess I could trace it back to the dollar store. The sun was hot. And I was just trying to escape the heat. I was just trying to browse for discounted candles and coloring books with dust on the covers. I had nowhere to go. The apartment I rented accidentally got fumigated with Kool-Aid powder, so it was foreclosed. I saw a cohort of 20 old people walk into the doors. Walkers clanging, canes tapping. They were hard to miss. I was curious, and I followed them around the store. After five minutes of shopping, they all declared the lower level shelves their seats, and they all sat down to catch their breaths. The room started to smell like flowery perfume and moss. Before long, the middle-aged group leader announced, All right, time to get back on that bus. We have an ice cream social before a family feud at four. I don't know what compelled me, but I boarded that bus. The group leader looked at me with confusion and then said, Thanks for helping me corral them back in here. I should have clocked out an hour ago. She left the bus. I was alone with 20 older people, and on the ride back home, we took five different pee breaks. When we finally exited the bus after 40 minutes, I could see the dollar store out the bus window. And that's when it all began. Yeah, I went into the residence and all the workers thought I was a visitor. All the visitors thought I was a worker. When I first came in, uh, they did question me. A man named Gertrude told me his World War II stories with a quizzical eye. When I detailed my combat experiences fighting the war on drugs, I had them all convinced I was part of the gang. I couldn't get enough. I took residence in an empty apartment labeled for Joanne. <laughs> I went by Joe. Joanne. No one caught me, except for an older woman who kept insisting that this was her apartment. If it were her apartment, I thought, wouldn't she be in it? flipping through the personal shopper channels until she found a product that she could bring up at dinner that night. <laughs> I called her out for the intruder she was, and she eventually gave up. I see her sleep in the hallways occasionally. Damn drifter. The system was perfect for me. I was a god there. Fastest, most attractive, uh, had the most gravitas, 
uh, right? Fascist Jeopardy yeller, superlative winner in the Resident magazine. I woke up every day and grabbed two trays from the dining hall, which the cooks thought were for me and my grandmother. Mm-mm. At night, I drew myself a bath, colored it in, and put it on the bulletin board right next to 10 portraits of Steve Harvey. I used the gym space and the pool. After 11 a.m. aerobics, they were completely empty all day. When I used the bathroom, I could just activate a pull cord and a nurse would pick me up and put me in bed. I wanted someone to share that life with. I started dating one of the dollar store workers, Sylvia. We would snack on expired pretzels when she closed the store and I would bring her hard rolls from the dining hall. We got a head high from my neighbor Gertrude's oxygen tank. We would spend time in each other's cars and her house, but eventually it was time I needed to become open about my situation. I finally agreed to meet her near the home. I spilled my heart out by telling her lies. I left it all out in the open by remaining closed off. I was vulnerable by holding back. I told her I worked at the residence. To make it more believable, I made up a story about a waitress named Stacy who was mean, because that story checks out no matter where you go. She exclaimed, You are amazing! You volunteer and help all those crusty old people? Wow, I really respect that. You know, my grandmother, Joanne, used to live in that place, but then they found out that she started sleeping in the halls. She got such bad bed sores that she had to be taken to the hospital, so she's been there in a waterbed for six weeks now. Oh my god, that's so weird. What? The apartment I live in has the same name, jo- Oh my god. I can't believe this is how it happened. The sun was hot and I was just trying to escape the heat. So that's it. That wasn't so hard. I should actually write some more affidavits. Listening to the Toxic Infatuation. Today's episode was written and produced by me, Roman Vice Smith, whose voice you're hearing right now. Special thanks to Anna Weggle, Noah Headley, Mr. Trantis, and Mr. Squeery. The voice of Sylvia was Anna Weggle. If you'd like to watch our show, Eyes Version, go to youtube.com slash short central or www.romanvysmith.us. That's Roman V A I Smith.us. And uh, could you pick me up an extra plate from the from the dining hall? Thanks. 